Hello, this is Ian Austin, and this is Friday Night Shudder. And it's a special Friday this week, because you don't get one, you get two episodes. One that'll go up at exactly midnight, zero, 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 zero. And one that'll go up, 2359, 2359. You get episodes five of Black Lake, and episode six recap, make up fact I didn't do a recap last week. So that's going to be cool. And also... Recording first episode, first part of the two-parter on the Wednesday, the one two one two eighteen, And at this point, we're up 701 hits. Fucking A. So this is Friday Night Shudder, and in just a few tits of Lamb's Tail, you're going to get my recap of Black Lake, episode 5. It's coming up just about now. And here we go. Briefly, on Black Lake, um, this arsehole, Jess, Jesson, no, not Jesson, Johan, Johan, is mocking Ferret by saying, hi, you think you can buy a place? And then he found out that Jesson, no, Johan bought a place, but Jesson went crazy. And there were kids 20 years ago who may have died, and Jesson tried to murder Frank in bondage. And then that text, Vem de Dark, or whatever it is, and then, oh shit, Jesson's dead. And Frank and Joanne hugged, and Frank said, we'll stay because he's peer pressured by Jesson. Like, Joanne, shit, can't get trapped these characters. Frank thinks he should stay, and a lion kissed Joanne, oh my god. And, and Bonnie saw it, and now everyone's, oh no, ah, oh no, Oswald and Lip made out, but then they wouldn't talk back because Oswald had pink eye. And Oswald said, you set or I'll set, and then... Frigging, what's her name? Honga kissed Wyatt. And then, oh shit, Joanne told Wyatt and Dag and Dag to leave. There's a lot of noise happening off camera. That's my neighbour. And someone strangled. Ah, and Boss Broman. Oh man, we went back to the past and stuff happened. More happened. And then someone died. Someone went into a ventilation shaft. And then, oh man, remember last, from two weeks ago? When Hongi discovered the yellow door and walked through it, and everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to hear what happens. And then when you heard what happens, because I spent two weeks, spent a week not recording this particular one. And we're in a ratty basement, and wow, this is clearly going to be a good episode. I sound very confused, don't I? <laughs> to be honest, I would rather be doing a recap of Swing Todd right now, but hey, Black Lake, gotta finish this series. She's in a room with pictures of what looks like Liam Neeson pretending to be Abraham Lincoln and there's a desk and she's shining flashlight on it. And yep, she's flash flashlight, flashlight, she picks up something, puts it down, picks up something, flashlight on it. Is that a ye olde map? Oh, it's a thing from the Institute of Psychology or Psychopathic Institute. Oh, wow, okay. It's riveting. No, I assure you. I think we're all going to miss these recaps when they're done because I'm not jumping back into a TV show for a while. Although, I have some ideas for next year. So, you know, who knows? I have some good ideas for content for next year. I'm only talking about it in that way because nothing's happening. She's just shining the torch. It's not really Resident Evil 7, is it? 7? 7 one with the biohazard stuff. Anyway, she shines a picture on a bunch of skulls. Not stone-cold skulls, but no skulls. She asked if anyone's there and there's no answer and this place looks very creepy. And we cut to the 
porn, Swedish, post-apocalyptic Swedish, you know, visual porn. I know most porn's visual, but this, like, you know, auditory shots of beautiful Sweden. And the handball-style shit gets in. And someone cries black blood and it stains. wonder when fucking Jake Jacob is going to come back. Because they tease that quite a bit. Anyway, yes, this is Black Lakers title shows. Incidentally, is this recap or commentary? Because I don't think it's informative enough to be a commentary. And it does seem I'm recapping so what happens. But I'm throwing in little bits here and there, I hope, of funness. Anyway, um... Frigging Honey hears something. I don't because sound muted because don't want sound to show up on this because then I'll get sued. But, you know, you have to go with it. I assume you're watching for the sound on. And a lot of people probably ask, Ian, why don't you just watch it on your iPad or at least have headphones playing in your iPad at the time? I'll answer that with my head, iPad's charging up because I need it for later on. Incidentally, I need to record this podcast and then for fuck it, I'll record it on my phone. And also, I'd like to say thanks for everyone who's got... This podcast, 700 hits. You don't have to listen to it. I'm glad you do. And trust me, 2019 is going to be amazing. Uh, so, Bonnie's preparing cheese. And Joanne walks downstairs and says, Cheese, well, i got a bit bobbly. We can have some fun. He asks what the others are doing, because he's got an idea. But Bonnie's ignoring him. Despite the fact that he's clearly saying it's milestone in their lives. And now it's time to celebrate. I would celebrate too. 700 fucking hits. That's amazing. He asks if we should wait for the others. There aren't any others. I do this podcast on Monday. Oh, you're talking about a show. Okay. He points out that they're going to make a lot of money. And, oh, shit, someone's saying they're in trouble in the basement. Maybe it's last Oh, no, Hongi's being attacked. Oh, no, Hongi's being attacked. And now you need to shut the door. Because I'm hearing lots of noises from off camera. From off the phone. And someone's tagging Hongi and she's running for the door. Hongi, run. Oh, no, she's tripped. Oh, shit, it's, it's a ghost of old man Withers. He's chasing her, and these fucking assholes are drinking. It's a cheese and wine pie. Oh, man, I love cheese and wine pies. Bonnie asked if he heard something, and Joanne said, no, nothing but fucking sweet-ass cheese and wine. It's cheese, some good-ass cheese, yo. He's going to have to punch some out for cheese that good. Cheese is great, though. If I like wine, I would... Be never not at a cheese, wine and cheese party. It sounds like heaven. Cheese is just, oh. Ooh, I just had some cheese, actually. It's amazing. That's what you get in this podcast. You don't just get comments about horror TV shows and recaps. In case you you get comments about cheese. I am not quite cheese concerts. I eat a lot of different cheeses, but I am particularly fond of cheese. Which might explain why I'm 33 and I'm currently entering relationships. Because, you know... Cheese and garlic bread and Bud, White, Bud Light and reconductive to relationships. Or maybe it's just a certain type of relationship. Anyway, Hongi is squeezing through bars and shit and she's running away from someone. I don't know who. I, I'm, I'm going to guess Old Man with us because why not? And she's running through pipes and she's running, 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 running. And she's, oh, she's leaped over a little barricade and she's running, 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 running in one fur boot. And the other, oh, that's quite a nice touch. Missing one shoe and she's going barefoot. So it's going to make it a bit more tense and atmospheric, I imagine. It's not really Dave Fincher and Seven, but it's not bad. And she's shining a torch. And oh, these witty observations of mine. This is why podcasts got 700 hits, you know, with 
fucking on fire. We've talked about cheese and wine. And oh no, she's trapped. Except there's a ladder there. Climb up the ladder unless it's been drawn on. I can't really make out. Oh, it is an actual ladder. Or sort of it's a steel girder with like support beams on it. And close. Oh, she drops the torch. Oh shit, I'm getting lost. Season two flashbacks. Oh man, old man Withers. How's he going to go? Oh, she's got out of a duct of some kind. Oh, oh, a hatch. She opened that hatch and climbed out, and she's going to lock it. Wait, where's she getting padlock from? Who gives a shit? I'm sure, she found some. Oh, she's put something in it to stop it, but she's not doing a very good job. And she runs and screams, "Assistance! Assistance!" And she's running, and she runs over someone, and she starts smacking windows. Assistance, assistance, she pleads. Assistance, she asks again, but no one's going to assist her. So she keeps smashing, assistance, assistance, as is her want in life. And she runs up to her and gets trapped. Or falls over, even. Joanne's good feeling, saying, I guarantee snow, that ain't safe, be fantastic. That is a brilliant line, that he can guarantee snow. Bond points out that this place kind of sucks and that it's far away from everything. Joe says, I'll be fine. That won't be a problem. It's only smashed on the door and says, Oh, beyond, oh, beyond. And they both look at her like, What? Instead, I'm getting an Alex Cara vibe from um, Hongi and Bonnie. Oh, I know her naming shows met. I don't give a shit. I rhyming sang. So Bonnie tries to calm Hongi down. She's freaking out and says, Oh, get a blanket, Joanne, you douchebag. And he's like, Okay. Hey, hi, honey. Can you look at me? Look at me, please. This is really nursey paved, by the way. A lot of nurses I've known because I work in hospital do act like this. And it's kind of affectionate. It's a tiny bit patronising, but, you know, if you work in a place like we work and you had a day like I had, sometimes you are going to be a little patronising. And that's enough about the NHS because, as we saw on the news last night, um, we're in Britain... A woman who, despite a whistleblown policy, was not had to cover her face because she was afraid there'd be repercussions for what she said. So I'm not talking about NHS anymore. Might run, but someday, but right now I'm not going to. I I delete all of that, but I can't bother to edit this thing. It's liveish anyway. Oh, Lippy took last of roast beef and goes, Wow, what happened? Well, I'm glad you took last of roast beef, but that looks fucking disgusting. That's not even roast beef, that looks like a burger. Imagine burger of roast beef. Like roast beef in a bread sandwich. In some ways that'd be nice because you can't have beef sandwiches. But in other ways, you have to make burger out of it? No, would be burger? I suppose it'd just be a sandwich. Anyway, Frank says he is out ten piss and he didn't see shit. And asked why, what happened? As we get another great group seeing and Joanne starting to lose his shit. He's jacuz. He asked if they've seen Oswald. And Hongi is asked if Erky did it. She doesn't know, as Frank stares at them blankly. Are you sure it wasn't Erky? She doesn't know it was Joanne. Piss off. She didn't see anyone. It's too dark. It wasn't really that dark. We couldn't see him because of selective camera angles, but you have a pretty good fucking view of his face. They start debating whether she's actually tapped in saying, she's right there, lads. She wants to go home, and Lippy just wants to eat his roast beef. I respect man's principles, you know? Although it's not roast beef. What the fuck is he eating? Joanne remembers they put cameras in hallways and says, come on, Frank, let's check, check cameras. Who elected this douchebag in charge, by the way? Right, so we cut to um, someone riffling, riffing for a bag. 
And uh, they dump a bunch of stuff in the sink. Who is this? Oh, it's it's Ellen. Ellen, what's she doing? You, you creepy cuckold woman. Your creepy eyes. Creepy, symmetrical face. Oh, her eyes red too. She's got pink eye. And she's trying to... What the fuck? She's putting eye drops in. What is wrong with these people? Stop shitting on pillows and then rubbing your face in it. And stop rubbing your asses in each other's faces, you sick fucks. At least if you go and do it, wash your asses first. Don't just go... St- don't do Rikishi stink faces beneath you. Joanne calls Erky a son of a bitch and tries to smash down the door. Holly says that she didn't lock the door. She went to the basement and then climbed up through the duct and then jumped out. She asked that police handle this because, you know, there's some down there attacked people. And Joanne's like, no, no, I run this place. I'll deal with it. They say, fuck it, let's lock him in there. Take the chairs, so we'll lock him in there. It's not a bad plan. Wait, take what chairs? Oh, they're going to put chairs in front of the door so he definitely can't get out. But it's locked from the outside. Don't handle so nobody can open it. It's fucking, this is foolproof logic. I only asked if they can leave and they say, no, we've got to find Ellen and Oswald. Why? Oswald, I'm pretty sure Oswald's causing this. As I put in the description for this episode, revenge, potato boy's revenge. Notice I'm not calling him fat anymore. I think that's cruel. He does look like a bit like potato, but weight, I'm not going to make fun of his weight. I'm going to poke fun at the fact that he looks an outside potato. Despite the fact that potatoes are lovely. But I mean, I suppose you can say he's a raw potato. So Anyway, someone in a bike helmet is walking in. Oh, it's Dag! Dag! Are they trying to imply that he rose bike over to that? To lodge and then rode his bike back because I don't remember it being that far. Wyatt looks concerned. He sees the word Gaddick jam it. I don't know why they want jam. I don't know why Gaddick wants to jam it, but that's okay. Dag accuses Wyatt of subterfuge and then finds the image of Gaddick jam it. And old man, Dad's not best pleased because he's. People refuse to accept his best knife, so he doesn't want anything to do with them. I think it's going to beat Wyatt like a little child. They look at each other intensely, and Dad grabs him. In a, oh, he's got the Kamigar! Oh, man. The Taz mission. He's going to put Wyatt to sleep. Survive if... Wing if you can. Survive if he lets you. And Dad rests his cheek, and he says to Wyatt, you better not run. Great. Don't you run, because I'll find you and I'll tap you out. And you don't want to be tapped out by Dag. Dag, the human knife machine. They're going to... And they say it's time to get women, so I imagine that they're going to, like, murder a lean or something. A lion. More shots of Lodge outside. Joanne says, Leave now wouldn't solve anything. It would. It would solve the fact that someone's trying to attack you. He says they'll wait until Oswald comes back and then they'll work out calmly all of us together. When's that ever worked? You guys are dysfunctional as fuck. This relationship's pretty much over at this point. Joanne says, No, no, whoever did this to you won't get away of it. You're removing an agency, you arsehole. If she wants to leave, don't talk her in staying. Or at least have a discussion with her. That's not, I'm do, do what I say, you know? She says, give me fucking key. He says, hmm. He thinks, here's what I think we should do. You just told her. We'll call police and explain what happened. She already called police. See, she said they're on their way. 
he really doesn't want to go home, which is fine. You don't have to go home, but you shouldn't be this much of an asshole. You're not having a discourse with this woman. You are telling her, do not leave. The gang emerge and say, he can't find Osfolk. They'll have to go look for him. He's not in any of the rooms. Joel says, let's find all flashlights. Then we'll go out. I bet some of them hidden. Bonnie walks off pissed. She shoots Hong here, look. Why are you doing that? She was just attacked. Why are you guys being such douchebags to Hongi? I don't understand their logic. I really don't. They're showing flashlights outside. Is this a way? This is a gripping episode so far. Can you believe two-parter? This fucking feels like two-part episodes. Jesus Christ. Like, it started really cool. But now it's a case of, you know, they they were in... She went through the yellow door and we thought, I thought something didn't happen. And stuff did happen, but then she left there and they've locked the doors. They don't want anyone getting her out. But that's where interesting stuff happens, through the door and through the yellow door. And you've blocked it off. That's the show trying to say something. Frank just stares at the door blankly. And then we cut to an abandoned car as a flashlight is shined into it. And more flashlights are shone and shone and shone. And oh my God. Why did Joanne think it's a good idea? Oh, my leg. I've got a spot my leg. To be partnered up with Eileen. Or is that Bonnie? I don't fucking know. Oh, no, it's Holly. Joanne says, give her a rest because she wants to go back and he doesn't. I really don't understand. You could lure Oswald out of potatoes because he's a potato boy and he's also a cannibal. So, like, why doesn't Lippy just lie in snow and say, take me now, soldier boy, potato boy? He'd probably get, you know, Oswald come out in a second. Yeah, I think they have a very weird relationship. Holly and Joanne might finally break up because, Jesus, she really wants to go home... And Joanne's like, yeah, you said that. We cannot leave without Oswald, all right? We don't have to leave. She asks, okay, fine. When we find him, you know what? We go home. Or we'll go home. He's sort of like, you know what? Sometimes I really wish my life was black and white as yours. Why is he such an asshole? She points out it doesn't make any goddamn sense. She just wants to go home. He's like, I know, but it's hard for me to do. Anything for you and me when you're living in the past. I don't know where this has come from. Apparently, he doesn't want her to be involved with her and her ghosts. Well, they're a package deal, mate. He wants to know about this thing, this Jacob thing, thinking, is it lost? Is it related to lost? He tells her, you have to let go and get on with your life. You can't obsess about Jacob. He's really being a douchebag at this point. He thinks she might have been tat. But she's making it be worse than it actually was. And then accuses Erky and says, right, frying us because he doesn't want us to buy property. She's like, fuck's sake. He promises her we'll solve this and then they'll go home. And she's like, I'm so over this. No, no shit. He's such an arsehole. And it's a shitty lodge. And there's no point in buying it. And what's Frank doing? He's outside with a trunk and he's putting stuff in the trunk. And Holly runs outside. And Frank asks, did you find Oswald? She's, oh, no, she asks him. He says, no. He says he's leaving. And he offers them a ride. 
She said, Holly says she'll grab her stuff and Frank looks conflicted. He was clearly going to commit suicide in the mountains. This is really slowed down now. Last episode, I mean, I can't believe there's only a couple of episodes left. Joanne walks up and he's pissed, sort of like, Frank, Frank, what are you doing? And he's like, don't call me Frank, call me Roger. Joanne really wants them to have a bro chat and Frank's like, dude, like, he can't stay here, doesn't he get that? And Joanne's like, what? No, he does the same thing because it cuts away for Joanne to say something fucking stupid. Bonnie and Holly walk downstairs, Joanne cuts them off. And, oh, man, he's trying to appeal to Hongi's nature, but she's sort of like, no, I'm going with Frank. That's that's the fucking scene so far. Joanne begs, please let me know when you've arrived safely. Look, mate, I've played this game. It doesn't work. It's no benefit to this. When a woman fucking despises you... Don't say, oh, let me know when you're back home. Because they're not going to respond. They don't give a fuck. You know, Inside Lessons number 654. If the woman doesn't give a fuck, don't ask her to let you know when she's home safely. Because she doesn't want to talk to you. Lessons I learned the hard way. Bonnie asks if one of you to start driving. That's nice. And Holly... Gets in car. I don't know where she where she gets in driving seat or not. This spot is pissing me off. Maybe it's a fucking residual thing from fucking Black Lake. I got black fucking plague or something. Or maybe it's just fucking animal bite. Fucking spiders and dying on my leg. You know, it's playing a lot. Fucking maybe it's a really stupid vampire bit my leg and it's going to turn me into a fucking. Reverse vampire or some shit, and I'll only be able to go out during the day and not night. I mean, it's like one vampire's one of my fucking stories. Christ, nothing's happening. Fuck it, I've got to feel time somehow. Can't have dead dead air. Um, I I'm making movie next year. I I guess I think. Um, I have a working title and I have the opening four pages, and it's gonna be really weird and. Finally, something's happened. Sorry about dead air. Eline walks in as Joanne's freaking out. She asks if everything's okay. He says, let's find Oswald. Come on. She's like, come? Okay. I, I'm adding bits here. Sweet shots of post-apocalyptic Sweden at night. Fucking hell, get on with it. A car drives down... Fucking country road. Oh my god. There's an overhand, overhead shot. And an inside car shot. And then shot of Holly sleeping. Are they fucking padding for time? Bonnie says she can manage a little longer. Driving. Gouch says they've got half a tank. We maybe just filled up at first place, you assholes. They say let's swap. Let's swap by next petrol station. That's not English. I know sub. I know Swedish, with English subtitles. But Jesus Christ, mate, state your fucking subtitles. <laughs> My God, Casu driving. This is the definition of filler. This is really pissing me off. Oh shit! There's a kidding road. Honey swerves. Oh no! They crashed into the famous Jaguar tree. Oh no! No. 
You know, I know Hongi doesn't want to murder Jacob again, but he's already dead. He's a ghost. You can't make ghosts. You can't hurt a ghost unless you've got special technology. Bongi's like, the fuck was that? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Hongi, question mark. She swerved to avoid Jacob. I guess. Hongi's like, shit, I saw some weird shit. She saw Boyan Road. There's a Boyan Road. Bongi's like, what? And Frank's like, ugh. Bongi climbs out of car. Well, he's not still going to be there. If you almost rang him over, he's going to be miles away at this point. Frank's like, I'm just a fucking kid. What the fuck's wrong with you? He looks back and there's no kid. But if there was a kid, it's not like it's going to hang around. Bongi points out there's nothing in boot and tries and closes it. But Frank put loads of shit in boot before they left. Is that not going to be brought up? She's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, Frank. You put shit in boot, and he's like, what? Frank's act. It's like Frank's actor has changed because he's completely different type of performance. It's very confused and muttery. I can relate. Confused and muttery. I work for the NHS. Ha ha ha. Is a thermometer, and why it's asleep and Dag is talking to someone saying, oh, you know we usually deliver on time. Oh, he's an Amazon Prime boy, is he? Still, I can't believe it's almost Christmas. I'm so pumped. I get two days off work. I feel two days off work, 700 tears. I feel like John fucking Grisham. My favourite line, Chasing Amy, by the way. Oh, instantly, um, big plans, like I said, big plans for 2019 for this podcast. Um, for lack of better words, it's going to be a much, much different podcast next year. That's all I'm going to say for now, but it's going to be 2019, it's going to be an amazing year. I, I've i got so much I want to cover that year, and it's going to be, oh man, so good, like proper good. More organised, more scheduled, I'm going to get... A lot of episodes done in bank. I'm going to try and double up um, weekends. So the plan is, I think, to have every first weekend for every month and third weekend to do two episodes on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then repeat that for the end of month, for the third week of month. So I can get constantly ahead of myself. Oh, shit. By no shit. Like, I haven't even fucking recorded a. Um, Nightmare, Nightmare Game Street Freddy Krueger one, yeah, i got to do that. That's meant to be done two and a half weeks ago and then fucking do it. So i got to do that shit. Um, which, incidentally, I have a killer idea for the pre-show. So that's going to be longer than the last one. Pre-show's going to probably be about 45 minutes this time. And then it's like, ah, 40 or so for the movie. And then probably... 15, 20 minutes for the post-show, but it's going to be incredible. I'm so happy. Like, it's one of my favourite movies, and the idea I have is really good. Anyway, Lippy's outside the door now. He's um asking for Oswald, but he's not there, so he asks for Johan, and he's not there, so he tries opening the door, and he says, Oswald, wait, 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 I'll get Johan. I'll get Johan, he'll save you. Why the fuck do you think Johan can save me? Johan's a douchebag. So the car is trapped in ice and Bonnie and Frank try pushing it. No, Honnie and Frank try pushing it. One, two. Oh, it's Joanne there. Wouldn't Joanne get there? Maybe I was rambling a lot. 
I don't fucking know. Frank and Joanne look very similar. I guess it's Frank, because there'd be no reason Joanne be there. And also, he got there really quick. I mean, no reason they can't use their fucking mobile phones. Anyway, they say, shit, we'll have to wait for someone to come pull us out. We're... Frank, I don't think your date life has anything to do with this story. You know, I'm sure you've said Jess and cut. Come on, come and we'll get someone to pull us out. But, you know, enough about your menage a trois, Frank. They have one hour left and maybe it'll be a light game by name. Do you guys not know how time works? What are they fucking talking about? Don't you wish you paid patron for this? Oh, incidentally, I don't know if you've heard sponsored adverts um, because I can't activate them for all episodes. But yeah, we have sponsored. We actually have genuine fucking sponsors now. Not shit I made up like soda drink or carbonated beer beverage or salty snack. No, these are actual fucking sponsors. Um, shit, I can't remember what they are. There's, there's Anchor, which was very easy one to do because... I like the butter. <laughs> no, no, I like the um, podcasting service. It is a fucking amazing podcast service. It's free advert for anger. You should use their podcasting service. It is amazing. It's free. And it's as good as a paid for. It's better than any of paid for ones I've seen. And you get unlimited data. Like, how f- And you get to fucking set up your own sponsors. If you live in America, I've set up something. I live in the UK. But unfortunately... Um, not for episodes, and I can't see how much money I've earned, but I've got sponsors anyway. And incidentally, I would recommend all of them because I would not endorse anything I would my safe use. Just don't ask me what the other sponsor is because I've forgotten. <laughs> but if you hear those adverts, please listen to them because, you know, your friend, your bro in really, really likes money. And if I own enough money, I can work less hours in my actual job. Or, you know, if I do this full time, I won't have to have a job. But then I have to do taxes, so Jesus, that's terrifying. <laughs> you see, you know, 700 hits can't be wrong, surely. Um, fucking Honey found a card in the cellar, and apparently there's an office in the cellar. Is this, this is turning to fucking hello, hello at this point. Someone chased her. Who chased you? Honey doesn't know. Oh, my God, this is not a mystery I care about. Apparently, oh, shit, she found a race card. Oh, my God, she's playing the race card. Ooh, that's dangerous territory. The idea is breathe out so-called primitive races. Holy shit. This doesn't work when you literally don't have any characters on the show who aren't white and from Sweden. You need a multiracial cast. Bonnie accuses Mickles of it. That's racist as fuck. Apparently, she's wondering whether it was Mickle they hit. Hongi's like, no. Frank is really pissed off in the back. He thinks they should have listened to Jesson. And neither one of Bonnie or Hongi listened to him because he's an idiot. Except Hongi asked what he meant. Frank's like, she saw, Jesson saw some shit and it turned her white. She <laughs> was already white, you arsehole. Oswald says Lippy as he goes exploring. Oswald! Inform Jason from Heavy Rain. You get Oswald. 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 
Oh, they're playing a video game. I don't know which one is Dead Rising. Oh, no one, apparently no one tells Dad what to do. As he's killing loads of zombies. I can, I can. And he's got a giant bottle of water, giant jug of water. Well, okay. I think someone's pouring brandy or whiskey or some shit. I don't know who it is. Oh, it's Aline. Oh, she wants to get pissed and, you know, cuck old Joanne some more. Joanne's fucking about radio, which is completely dead. He's all like, what? Aline's like, oh, yeah, okay. This is grifting banter. He asked why anyone go for piss outside in the middle of the night when their bathroom's inside. Doesn't he think that's strange? Eline is so she looks so much like she just wants she just wants sets. That's it. Just put up this shit. You know? It's complete shit. Joanne's such a moody bastard. He won't stop talking about Oswald going for piss and how strange that is. Don't why does he keep Bring this up. Like, she's like, my God, you moron. Don't you get basic logic? Then he says, you have gone too. And he's like, what? Where were you, where'd you go? And she's like, what? You've got to be kidding me, question mark. Oh, I don't think he's going to get anything. He says that's silly. And she goes, well, no shit. She'd never have done that. He knows she wouldn't have done that. And they gaze at each other and then scene cuts. I don't think they have any chemistry either. Does anyone this program any fucking... Apart from Lipping Oswald, have any chemistry? Bonnie says the drugs did shit, Jesson. And Frank's like, no, it wasn't drugs. When I looked into her eyes, it's like she wasn't there anymore. That sounds like drugs that she was doing. You know, they fuck with your head. Bonnie's like, shit, I'm a nurse, you moron. She was high as fuck, that's it. Coincidences are inexplicable, but Besson wasn't possessed. And there's no dead kids running around. <laughs> That's just bonkers. She says, I think Joanne's right. Someone's stopping buying property. They tried to scare us off. This affected Jesson. She had depression you didn't know about. Led to, it lead to psychotic break. It lead. Frank's like, it, it was no psychotic break. Like, Really? Shouldn't you leave this shit? Wait for the fucking autopsy coming. Oh man, Elaine's getting horny again and she's trying to seduce Joanne. Which is definitely, I have no problem. I think a lot of TV shows would be better if characters had a more of an. It's, it's what bugs me about a lot of TV shows and movies. That the characters don't seem to actually have any sexuality. They have these really chaste romances. Like. They can't drink. They can't treat sex just as something that's fun and enjoyable. It's going to be either relationships or splitting people up or bullshit like that. And I prefer it if there's like more, not casual attitude, but laid back attitude, you know? Because they're playing this between two of them like it's nice and romantic. And it's not. She just gives vibe off that she really just wants to fuck him. No? Which is fine. Nothing wrong with it. Anyway, they kiss and lights go out because, you know, of course... Go punish those fucking, not teenagers, those early, late 20-somethings. Dad asked Wyatt if everything's okay. Dad did Wyatt over 
do you read me question mark power's out here it's probably out of the hotels where oh shit why it's gone over there Joanne's like fuck did power just cut out question mark yeah I think it did you fucking moron Jessen grabs uh, I'm going to assume that's a torch although she had that very quickly and Daggy's like fuck where's Wyatt fuck shit balls where's Wyatt fuck he grabs a gun it's a power cut, mate. Why would you grab a gun? I suppose because can't get through to Wyatt, but it's pretty really response. I mean, I get pack out here. I just go fucking sleep. There's nothing better than going fucking sleep when this power cut, to be honest. Um, more shots of large. This is hampered by the fact that it's not a very big lodge. There's no reason they wouldn't have found all shit already. Oh, Lippy's literally been walking for hours. He finds the duct and he finds it's been sealed shut. But wouldn't Holly have already mentioned that? He walks towards it and he asks Oswald if he's inside. Oswald, question mark. Is that you, question mark? I assume Oswald's knocking back, but I can't hear shit. Lippy try. Lippy opens it. Lippy, no! He opens the duct and shines his torch inside, and there's no one there. So who made the noise? Oh shit! He's going down. Oh, I think Lippy wants. He wants some, you know, cop basically. He jumps in and he starts climbing ladder, and then he shuts it behind him. Which you moron! Why would you do that? He's going to be fucking murdered in a second. At remains of cheese and wine pie, Elaine and Joanne talk about how temperature dropped quite quickly. Weren't you two just making out? Like, that seemed it was going somewhere, but it's just been forgotten. They asked Erky if he can assist... Elaine asks if Erky can assist him, and, Frank and Joanne's like, do you want him to ascend from catacombs? What are you talking about, mate? Jesus Christ. Elaine points out he, he doesn't even know this stuff, which isn't wrong. That's my neighbour upstairs, by the way, stomping about. Um, they're in the murder basement. Lippy's in murder basement. He's descending. He's calling out for Oswald. 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 Were you alone, Oswald? Did you fire bullets on your own? Were there more than one shooter? 37 minutes in. This has got a long left, thank God. I mean, about four minutes. But that's, that's doable. It's a real slog tonight, folks. I'm sorry. Or today, because you'll be, hopefully you'll be viewing this first thing on Friday. And then next one which I'll be calling Friday after I finish work or go up in the evening. Oh, man. What a life, eh? What a life. Oh. Things you do, like, I'm finishing this so I can get back to watching. Uh, i got to catch up on all the CW shows before the crossover is in the UK. I got, so i got shit to watch, you know? I don't really have time to watch Black Lake, but this is essentially my... Job within a job, so go watch it. I mean, what would you guys do? Would you, you guys watch this fucking show? No, you want to listen to my recaps of the show if this is even slightly audible because it's been caught on my phone, so you might not be able to hear shit. But in that case, you know, it's fine, it's all good. In that case, you can leave a message, you know. 
you can leave a message on Twitter at Friday Night Shadow. I keep forgetting what fucking Twitter name is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Twitter at Friday Night Shadow. You should join Twitter, actually. You should listen. You should follow me on Twitter. It's quite a cool thing. At Friday Night Shadow. It's, you know, it's occasional comments. Like, I was watching Psycho last week, and I didn't like Twitter, because it's a remake shit. But, you know, I occasionally put out comments on movies. And incidentally, if you can follow me on Friday Night Shudder, and what I would suggest is you let me know if you want me to review Anchorman. Anchorman? No, Aquaman. Obviously you want me to review Anchorman. Fuck Anchorman. But Aquaman? I might do a review. Although I might not, because I don't really... It's time, really, because I'll do two episodes on Friday. One at start, one at the end. Then I've got Tuesday. I don't know if I want to do more episodes than that. Anyway, Lippy's found Oswald lying face, lying face down with his butt half in the air. That's really, really a bit weird. Lippy falls over and he's impaled. What the fuck? He's fallen on a spike and it's gone through his gut, but he doesn't appear. Oh shit, his leg or arm. Leg or arm? Arm. Oh shit, he's fallen on the spike. And he asks for assistance. He begs for assistance and says, Come on, Joanne, please. No shit. Someone set up a really rudimentary horror system. Anyway, they hear noise. Again, this place isn't that big. How do you not hear noise? Joanne's begging for assistance because his arm's fucked up. He says he's stuck. He needs assistance as the light flickers and. Gears turn and someone is nearby, I guess. Assistance, he begs. The lights continue to flicker. Assistance, he begs again. And he's looking around, confused. And the lights flicker, flicker. Lippy, question mark. Joanne, quickly, says Lippy. Apparently, Joanne can't get stupid door to open, but Lippy's stuck. Assistance! I can't open the door from outside, screams Joanne. Joanne! says Lippy, calm the fuck down, mate. I'm coming. Well, no, if you're coming, this would be a far more pleasant situation for you both. Oh, shit. Joanne's got a fire axe. He's not really Jack Nicholson in Shining, but here goes. Here's Joanne as he smashes at the door and... You are fucking kidding me. That's it? That's the... Fucking episode ender? He's about to hit a door with an axe. Oh my god. Right, okay. Quick break and then go for the aftermath. Right. That was poor. I know you're probably expecting more comments from me. But all I can really go off with, that was poor, that was filler, that was boring, that was anticlimactic, that did not hold my attention, that was not particularly watchable, that is a struggle to record, I'm sure that's a struggle to listen to, and if you try watching this episode, of the actual episode of Black Lake, I'm sure it's a struggle to get through, not much happened, it ended with a man about to hit a door with an axe, but cut away, which leads me to conclude that you start from this episode, it would probably be him hitting the door with the axe, and the axe breaking, and really just, I, I think I'm safe to say, if I wasn't doing this for a podcast, that's the point, I'd probably stop watching the show, 
four first four episodes were very watchable, very fun, very entertaining. That was not entertaining. That was literally like I don't like it when people say episodes of TV shows are filler. That was literally filler. This fucking entire episode could be in the first five minutes of another episode. That's it. Just five minutes at the start and then ends. This dragged like anything. And I can only assume it's solely put characters in certain situations and then the last three episodes will make sense, but that was not good. My name's Ian Austin. This is Friday Night Shudder. And you might be listening to the next one straight after this, in which case, good luck. You might be listening to it a few hours later, in which case, good luck. And as for me, wish me good luck because oh, I will be watching episode six on Friday. And be honest, if it's anything like this, I think I'm going to need a lot of beer. This is Ian Austin signing off saying, remember, life is beautiful.